Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. Of course I have passion for my 49er. I am not going to back down on this one. Sometimes I go extra hard just to prove my point. They did have to bring in security so I don't kill Jason. It's 49ers face-off time. And guess what, guys? The the conversation was already going even during the intro. Uh, these guys are not playing around. They're going at each other nonstop all the time. 100%. They don't like each other at all. Hate him. Jack. Wad. I'm a Jack Wad. <laughs> Jack Wad. I forgot that this week's not on Patreon, so I had to... <laughs> tone it down. Tone down a little bit, yeah. It's bonus week on why the channel. Why don't you tone down on that hat? Ooh. Wow. Yeah, on that beard. Let's hope you have a better outcome than Quicksilver in Avengers 2. Uh, <laughs> a great beard comes great responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> So then you have no responsibility then. So everyone that's on the channel that's watching this right now, this is a bonus episode. Normally you can find 40 Yards Face Off over on Patreon. But this week you're getting an episode right here. It is Jay Hill going against Horse. And of course, me, Ant, I am the referee. I'm going to try to keep this thing balanced. We get somebody that goes a little off. I'm going to throw a flag on them. If somebody contradicts a point, they can challenge. I'll review it. So a red flag will get called on those. Those are all things that are going to happen in this. And of course... It is time for the coin toss. And Jason, of course, called last week. It's your time to call. Tails. What is your call? Oh, tails. tails. Okay. Well, this Steps. time I caught it, so that's an improvement. And it's heads. So, horse, you win the toss. Would you like to go first on the first topic, or would you like Jason to go first? I'll let him go first. Ooh, I'll let him. I'm in a happy mood today. Oh, he's in a happy mood. So, Jason, yes, you're up first, and the topic is Kyle Shanahan. Is Kyle to blame for the 49ers' execution and discipline issues in week one against the Bears? Ultimately, as the, the head coach, the, the results fall upon him. It, the win-loss record does not stay for the old coordinator or, or the, the D coordinator. The win-loss record is Kyle's. So, so does, does Kyle get a lion's share of, of the 
credit when they win and subsequently should get a, a, a lion's share of the credit when they lose. So 100% yes. Are we done? I've just, I, I'm getting warmed up, so I can okay, so ease, ease into it here. Because I feel that the reason, the main reason they lost the game was penalties, and I still feel like penalty outside of false starts and things like that, but I don't really think he deserves a lion's share of the blame because these are grown men, these are professionals. He can't help it if they grab a face mask, if for some reason Javon Kinlaw reaches way out here to hold an offensive lineman. He can't. He can't help things like that. So oh, this so one falls on the players. It's it's not Mike McCarthy's fault when the Cowboys have eighteen in penalties. Then no, it's not always. It depends what kind of penalties they are. Okay. All right. Well, I I don't. I I think that that for a coach in his sixth year to have a team have twelve penalties is com- somewhat embarrassing. John Madden's team's off. Uh, average that the was, most penalties in the NFL, the and they won a 70s. Super Bowl. That was the seventies when you could just go. You didn't lose yards when you lost, got penalties in you the seventies. Punch players back then, and it, it didn't matter. That you got a flag. It's, this is twenty twenty two, and so the the penalty yardage didn't matter. Back so then. so so the other the other thing too is just like I, I tell my players, adjust to how the game is being called. If they were clearly trying to set a a, a, a tempo for what it's going to be in week one, then by God, don't do anything. Don't put yourself in a spot where they can throw a flag, Dre Greenlaw, even though you didn't touch him. It looked like you did because you, you dove unnecessarily. So if he did tell them that, then doesn't it fall on the players? I I hope he did, but I didn't have my <laughs> my wireless headset plugged in, so I'm, I, just I, asking, I'm not sure if he did. If he told them that once they started getting them, isn't it on the players? Did you just say dive unnecessarily for Dre Greenlaw in the rain conditions, running full speed to the sideline? Is that really diving unnecessarily? And I just want I clarification. Mean, did he? I I he might have slipped. I'm not sure, but he did kind of jump over him. So the one on the sideline, I didn't think was a penalty. He lost oh no, his I agree totally. If that was not a quarterback, no, no way in hell that gets. And I don't think he was able to stop there. I think he lost his footing because it was super wet over there. Could be. Right, because Aziz Alshires later on in the game is a penalty, even though it's really tough for a player, and I want to get you guys' thought on this because the penalty is something that gets called consistently, unless your name is Cam Newton. But uh, these quarterbacks go down last minute, and these players have to make decisions that apparently would have to defy the the, the, the laws of physics yes. uh, to stop themselves as these outshire later on does go to you know the head area of justin fields i thought that one was closer to being warranted than yeah. green laws uh what are your guys's feelings on the rule overall and i know that you, you got it there's a it's hard to call because the quarterback can go down late but what do you guys think about that how, how are they going to fix this so this isn't consistently a penalty every single time for these defensive players if, if they haven't fixed it by now the nfl is not going to Fix it, and that's the the troubling part because you're you're putting the defensive player in a terrible spot where he has to do something that I mean I'm I'm waiting for the day a linebacker or a DB tears an ACL because he has to do something that his body can't do to avoid touching the quarterback for sliding really late. Like they need to do something, but when when you're talking about a player who makes 
30 or 40 or $50 million like some of these top quarterbacks do, the NFL is not going to do a damn thing to change it because quarterbacks are the money people. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to change. I don't think the, they're ever going to change those rules. They need to, but I don't think they're ever going to. And it's whack. I mean, they're, it's not humanly possible with how quick those guys are moving for some of the times for them to pull up. The best they could do is try to jump over him, which I still think that's what Alshair was trying to do. He just didn't successfully jump over him. And he slid late, and they're constantly going to call that a flag. And they clearly don't care about defensive players' health and safety because if they did, they'd have eliminated downfield cut blocks by now. Okay, that's fair. And you know what? I, I agree with you guys on this topic that the NFL is just not going to change it. Uh, I wish they could figure out something, maybe like a certain point at which you have to slide you know, at, to make it okay, but they're just not going to because they do need to protect those players because the NFL does not want the Cowboys to be without a Dak Prescott or want Justin Fields out of They want their star players playing, and if they get hurt, they're just not going to play. What about the the day that an NFL QB does what Kenny Pickett did last year in the bowl game? The, the, the full-speed runs act like you're going to slide, the, the the defender stops and basically gets out of his way, and then he kept right on going to the house. They'll probably do the same thing they did in college and make it illegal to fake slide. That's that's about the only thing that we'll, we'll ever see to help the defense out there. There will never be a rule change ever again that puts quarterbacks at a disadvantage. No. I think it would have to happen multiple times. I don't think it was even one instance. They'd have to have guys fake sliding all the time for the NFL to even approach it. When it comes down to it, these they want to protect the quarterbacks. Protect, oh, yeah. The quarterbacks are the main, you know, keys. I mean, they're the most recognizable players in the entire NFL. They're like they've ascended to what Willie Mays, what Mickey Mantle, what what those guys were for our parents. Quarterbacks now are rock stars of 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 American sports. That's why you see them married to singers to. Victoria's Secret models. Like, they are the highest profile athletes in the country. So there's no way in hell the NFL will ever go back. The Yoru. I want, I want a world in which offensive linemen are the rock stars. Right? People of like course Trent you guys Williams do. are the ones that get all the attention. He can't even get any love from the people that he, he plays against. So. so, Horse, you're up next for the next topic. Oh. Here it is. Trey Lance's performance. What do you think of Trey Lance's performance? Uh, and I, I, the first start of the 2022 season, how do you think it went? And I'm curious how you guys both feel this way because I already have an idea of what Jason's thinking. Didn't go well. I mean, it wasn't the performance anybody, I think, including himself, was looking for. I definitely think everything is fixable, and I don't think it's time to panic yet. But <coughs> Excuse me. He missed several throws that he should easily make he missed several screen throws he threw them low he threw the ball over the middle too low he missed croft that was croft right on the deep ball yes he missed um what was the other one that was real bad he missed a couple out routes there now i will give him the weather was awful the receiver's footing was awful and it wasn't the best conditions to play a football game in and he's been practicing in santa clara for the last two years so he wasn't really ready for that, but it wasn't the performance anyone was looking for, and it wasn't the performance that I'm sure Kyle Shanahan was looking for, especially when you watch that clip where Kyle's screaming at him when he's going to call a timeout, 
and he didn't look very happy with it. But I do think everything he did wrong was fixable. Oh, run the effing play. Run the effing play. <laughs> All right, Jason, I want to hear your rebuttal. My rebuttal is he made some throws that that you can't necessarily coach up. Like he made some throws that that you just jaw dropping. That the throw to Ayuk where he put it put it over the safety and just dropped it in, into him. That's a throw that we had not seen a San Francisco QB make consistently in a long time. That was very exciting. The 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 the, the screen pass issues were a little bit concerning. I will say that one, but that that can be fixed. That's an easy throw that they can work on. Uh, I I have a little different take on the on the Croft incompletion. If you watch him, he kind of slows down, and it looks like he's kind of kind of. Watch the replay. No, you watch the replay. He he's running. It looks like he's kind of going the wrong way from where he should be going. It looked like Trey was was leading him to the corner, and he was he was kind of going inside a little bit too much. Too much. So did Trey throw the wrong route, or did Croft run the wrong route? <laughs> Can't even keep a straight face. Come on, dude. Get him, whore. Come on, dude. I'm that was a terrible it. throw. How? How? Terrible How? throw. How? He overthrew him by he 10 stopped. plus yards. No, it was not Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl with Jimmy's throw to Emmanuel Sanders was a better throw than that throw no. to Tyler Croft. He's, yes, it was. He he slowed down halfway through his route. If you if you watch the re- replay again, he did not run the entire time you're right you know why because it was eight yards that way i know i'm being a little over the top about it but it was behind him so the ball naturally for a right-handed quarterback will come back to the middle of the field so when he throws the ball the rotation is going to take it back to the inside where cross was it did not that means he started that ball so far outside from the sideline it couldn't even make it back He sucked. It just, it wasn't a great throw, and I think he understood that. He said it so much. Yeah, he mentioned it in the post-game press conference about how bad that throw was. And it was It wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo to Kyle Juszczyk last year, uh, but it wasn't wasn't great either. Yeah. Like I said, I believe everything he did wrong is fixable. I don't think it's time to panic. I just, he had a bad game. He didn't have a bad game. He He didn't have a good game. He didn't have a great game. He completed less than 50% of his passes. Well, 13 for 28. He, That's he, less than 50 He was over 50% for most of the game. And then late, when they were trying to get something going, that's when most of the inclusions hit. He also w- was 8 for 17 on, on third down. and all, That's all. under 50% as well. What's the average? 65? On third downs? No. I don't know. I didn't go in my stat book this You might morning. want to check that one out. Yeah. What was I think his... he was talking completion percentage. Yeah. What was his expected completion percentage? You... Second worst in the whole league. Uh-huh. I don't know the number, but I know it was second worst in the whole league to Dak. Okay. So, you know, but... I do think I'm with Jason as far as I think the end of the game when the, I mean, it was. Yeah, those throws down. were hard to hold those against ones him, I agree. Those ones skew the percentage. So I don't really want to look at that. Let's look at the... You know, maybe until like the six-minute mark, the four-minute mark, like around there before the rain really comes in. Uh, let's look at that and how he did in that situation because I think that's going to be Yeah, more up until then, it, the, it wasn't nearly as bad as those last couple drives. And I agree with you. 
You can't hold him against him. But I mentioned he played in bad weather. I said that when I was criticizing his performance. I gave him a lot of outs. He's new. He didn't have George Kittle, who's their best player. He did, I mean, he was missing a lot of things. But it was not the performance we were looking for. I think everyone can agree on that. I, well, I mean, that part is true. I, <laughs> I thought it'd be a much better offensive game. But I, as a whole, I also thought that it would, it'd be a lot better weather too. So I was disappointed in the way he ran the ball, honestly, as well. Why? Because he tiptoed through every hole. Oh, eh, yeah. He doesn't put his shoulder down and run. Let me ask you guys this, because he did carry the ball 13 times in the game, and we For know like most of those... 55 yards, Yeah, too. most of them weren't designed runs. They were scrambles. Like, there were some designed runs. There was a couple power plays, a couple read options. They even ran a triple option that was nice where he got the ball to Elijah Mitchell. I thought those were cool. Do you think him carrying the ball 13 times and some of it scrambling is a sustainable model, Jason, for the season? Can he stay healthy uh, for 17 games with that no. that kind of production? No. He... We need to, if we if we're talking designed runs for him, it should be no more than five or six every game. Was and there only five or six design runs in this game? Probably a little bit more. There was like five or six design runs in this game. That's why I asked. A lot of them are scrambles. That's why I'm asking if it's sustainable for him to be able to scramble and then take hits. I'm gonna be honest. I well, think your good. goal is eight. I think your number you want it under would be about eight for total runs. For him to stay sustainable, unless he starts learning to slide, but I think he's were, taking too many hits. When he's I think running. there were situations right where he's trying to get the final yard. He's and trying I to get finish it. runs, uh, and of course, when it's a design run, he's definitely trying to do that. I'm just wondering, at 13. I mean, because this is this is what we've seen from Trey pretty consistently. Arizona, he ran a lot, too you much. know, and and now he runs again. Uh, how much is that? How much can he continue to do that throughout the season? Because the last time he went down, where he got hogtied. He did not look good getting back up. No, I thought I, I was a little worried when he went down right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just wondering. I you you guys you know you guys are the ones arguing. I just I thought I'd throw that out there because it was something that I took notice of. It just seemed like he was running a lot, you know. Yeah, it really did. But I think a lot of those young quarterbacks do. I think Justin Fields ran a lot. I think. Um, yeah. I think Lamar Jackson still runs too much. And it's going to happen eventually. The more you carry the ball, the better, especially with a quarterback, you're going to take shots on that right shoulder. And it's not what you want. It's not ideal. But I did feel that Justin Fields took less. Don't you guys think Justin Fields took less like direct hits than Trey Lance did? Definitely. Even though he ran the football a lot? Because their running styles are so different. Yeah. That part is true. Like, they run differently. And Justin will look to get down every once in a while, too. Yeah, and draw penalties. <laughs> well, now it's time for the drive. So the drive is up, guys. Here we go with the question. Priority number one to fix before Sunday. Or since you won the toss, you get to elect who goes first for the drive. I'll go first. Horse is going to go first. The horse is going to lead us off. What is the number one priority for the 49ers to fix before they play the Seahawks on Sunday? I think the number one priority for the 49ers to fix is offensive execution as a whole. And after the game, I was in favor of executing the whole offense. Oh, but thank you, Hank Stram. Nice. That's, no, that's actually a John Robinson quote. But um, I, I thought Hank's. Too. But in all seriousness, there the execution as a whole was off. There, like 
Jason's claiming Croft's route was bad. I'm still not sure about all that, but um, they had misplays on screens. They had missed blocks in important situations. They had, and I think the missed blocks had a lot to do with the O-line not playing together the whole preseason. That o And you could tell a little bit in some of their run plays that that group hadn't played together, especially the three guys on the interior. Um, I definitely think we need to get the the run game going better. I know the yardage was high, but I when they put up a, towards the end of the game that they had 166 yards rushing, remember I turned to you and I said, they run for 160 yards. It doesn't feel like it, you know, and I don't think they ever kept that going continuously. And then final, finally, execution-wise, stop getting penalties. That's it? Stop getting penalties. That wasn't the whole thing. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, it was a pause for dramatic. No, I was just saying <laughs> oh. that's the last part of execution. Oh, okay. I didn't need know. To stop getting penalties. I didn't know if you were done or if you were like doing a dramatic pause. No. If you were doing a dramatic pause, it was going to be well done. And, and I was going to say that's fantastic. But since you didn't, or, uh, Jason, you're up. The, the, well, one of the things would be to magically heal Elijah Mitchell's knee that that's what we gotta start for sure All we need is miyagi mr miyagi exactly rub the hands together and wah there we go yeah, but i heard daniel larusso's never walked right again after that <laughs> you know quick fixes hey hey you know what if if it gets us a win that's all i care about tony romo did come with daniel larusso's gonna fight uh, for the kicker what was it uh bucker or what? harrison bucker bucker, bucker yeah. yeah that was awesome that was fantastic all right go ahead jason sorry that's all good um that would be part of it because he was averaging 6.8 yards to carry. So the run game definitely suffered when he went out. Like that, that's something that I think everyone could see that. But the, the other thing too would be get Trey in some kind of an early rhythm. Like it, it felt like after the first drive, after the Debo fumble, kind of the continuity was kind of. Hit and miss, and he, he didn't necessarily look comfortable all, all the time. So get him in the whole first quarter, get him nice and comfortable, and see what happens after that. Now, that would re require some easy throws where he can hopefully get a, a pass. But just just make life easier on him and get a lead early, and don't, don't go into the half up 10 I think it was seven zero. No, I meant this week. Like oh. gets gets get a lead where it's not a three or four quarter game, and you can just ten years back and attack Drew Lock or, or or Gino, not have to worry about game actually being close. Well, I think he tried all that and Didn't he happen, kept throwing though. screen passes off people's feet or back. Yeah, I mean. They tried to get him all those easy throws early in the game, and they just weren't executing. Early in the game, they were moving the ball pretty well, though. The first drive. Yeah. After that. I thought the first drive of the second half as well. Yeah. Uh, they moved the ball right down the field. They weren't able to They finish, got a field goal, yeah. Uh, but I thought overall it was a great drive. I mean, the first drive of the game, the second, uh, the, the first drive of the second half, which means Kyle, right, coaching, puts together a good game plan coming coming in. And then also for the first, that means adjustments in the second half. I think that shows that Kyle's handling play calling pretty well. Yeah, I'd, like, I, like I said earlier, I really don't put the blame on Kyle. It was an execution issue. But I, 
They tried to get those easy throws going. Like I said, it partially was the weather. I'm not saying the receivers linemen executed everything right. It wasn't all Trey. That's, and I've said that last night, and I said it again today. But they tried to get those easy throws, like you're saying, going, and it just, for one reason or another, didn't work. That was clearly the plan. I think they'll get it rolling this week, and I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think so. I think we all feel like there's going to be a little bit of a change. Uh, the foreigners will come out and not play the same way they did in Chicago. But you get to decide who won this matchup. Did Jay Hill win the argument? Did Horst win the argument? I think it was a fun one to have. So thank you all for watching 49ers Face Off. This is a Patreon exclusive, but it's available to you right now because it's a bonus episode right here on YouTube. If you liked more 49ers Face Off, head over to Patreon and sign up today. And you could watch 49ers Face Off. And there's a lot of other cool things over there as well, including a show I do with Horse called Slightly Offside. So uh, that one it's is... Slightly Offside. Yeah, that one definitely has to stay behind the... Pit. No, it's going to be a bonus <laughs> episode this week too. But um, I would thank everyone for watching. I hope you guys had a good time. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode of 49ers Face Off. Join us over on Patreon next week. Better really win this game. Oh, Jason's calling in a must win Better right now. Put a good quarterback in.